Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, the 18th of March. And um, today, my friends, uh, is the one-year anniversary of when I began this podcast. I started it last year uh, on during the season of Lent on the fourth week of Lent, on that Thursday of the fourth week of Lent, which is what today is. And uh, this is, I think, episode number 254. And so for those of you who not have been with from the beginning, but any of you who are listening to this, I thank you for um, just being with me on this and, uh, and hope that breaking open the Word of God can bless all of us together. Uh, I know it has been a great blessing for me, and I thank you for being a part of it. Uh, We are going to uh, take a step away from our prophets, uh, which we have been looking at for the last four or five days, and we are going to look back at the gospel today, which is uh, kind of a lengthy one, Uh, John chapter 5, verses 31 to 47. So let's dive right in and uh, break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John, Jesus said to the Jews, If I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is not true. But there is another who testifies on my behalf, and I know that the testimony he gives on my behalf is true. You sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept human testimony, but I say this so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and for a while you were content to rejoice in his light. But I have testimony greater than John's. The works that the Father gave me to accomplish, these works that I perform, testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. Moreover, the Father who has sent me has testified on my behalf. But you have never heard his voice nor seen his form, and you do not have his word remaining in you, because you do not believe in the one whom he has sent." You search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf. But you do not want to come to me to have life. I do not accept human praise. Moreover, I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I came in the name of my Father, but you do not accept me. Yet if another comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe when you accept praise from one another and do not seek the praise that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who will accuse you is Moses, in whom you have placed your hope. For if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, because he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? My friends, The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, John, we we often talk, John is, um, he's got a very high Christology. He he speaks, um, you know, Jesus, he puts these words in Jesus that are are very much uh, the the Father and I are one. I mean, he'll say that later in his, um, uh, not the Bread of Life discourse, but his Last Supper discourse. Uh, and uh, and it's not. I, I don't want to make this sound like this because I, I would not believe it. The synoptics very much have a, a, a wonderful and firm and grounded Christology. The, it 
Jesus is the Christ in all of the Gospels. Make no mistake about it. But in John's, we, we see it, I think, repeated far more often. So maybe high Christology, maybe that's not the correct terminology, but a frequent Christology, a reference to it. And we see that all the way through that. I mean, he talks about the Father, and he, uh, which is a marvelous, by the way, um, model for you and I on how to look at God, uh, that we shouldn't just look at Jesus because he was, of course, the son, and we, we think of him as the second part of the Trinity, you know. Uh, but, uh, of course, we should do that, but, but it's more than that. It's, it's that God is our Father, too, that, that relationship that Christ had, that oneness. Uh, I think we would do well to strive after that, uh, that same idea. But he talks so much about how, you know, um, doesn't say it directly in this, that the Father and he are one, but that the Father is clearly working through him that, and, and testifies on behalf as to who he is. So let's set the stage. What's happening? So John, if it's worth writing about in a sentence or three, John's going to take a whole chapter to write it. I mean, that's just the way John is. He is a wonderful writer. I mean, you look at uh, John chapter 2. So the, John chapter 1, you know, is that wonderful poem, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, or the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it brings John the Baptist onto the scene. Uh, but chapter 2 is when he does the wedding feast at Cana, and he cleanses the temple. Now, that's all that chapter 2 does. So he j- jumps right on in. Uh, chapter 3 is when Nicodemus comes out to see him at night, and he has that gorgeous, you know, uh, uh, John 3.16, uh, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Um, That's John 3. Uh, And uh, talking about how we have to be born from above, uh, born again, to use that terminology today. Uh, John chapter 4 is when we do the the, uh, woman at the well, which takes up most of the, the fourth chapter, which again, one of my favorite stories. So anyway, that gets us to chapter 5, which is where he does a second um, he does a, a healing at the beginning of, of chapter five here, and he does it on the Sabbath. And uh, the people get angry at him, not only because he healed on the Sabbath, but because he made himself equal to God, again, as Jesus is, is wont to do in John's gospel. And so they were, they were wanting to put him to death, meaning the Jews. John will often use that term, the Jews. Now, we need to, to know he's talking about the Jewish leadership, uh, the Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes. And, uh, and they want to put him to death, not only because he broke the Sabbath, broke the law, but because he made himself equal to God, which, by the way, is also breaking the law. It uh, is, is the first law. You know, I am the Lord your God. You shall not have false gods beside me. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So these are the people he's talking to. And he's saying, listen, all you guys, you want signs, you want signs. But then I do the signs and then you get mad at me. And, and I'm, the signs are testifying of who I am, right? Uh, they're, they're an outer uh, manifestation of what's happening on the inside. And I would say, my friends, is that not true of us too? That, you know, I use Mother Teresa all the time. As, as an example, she's just such an easy one. But I don't think we have to go that far. Um, there are people in your life. There's a reason you and I are Catholics and not 
say, Baptists or Presbyterians or, or UCC or, or Lutherans or, or whatever it would be. There's a reason we have chosen that. And maybe that was the outer manifestation of that inner faith life of our parents or of a priest or two in our life that just touched us so incredibly strongly when we were growing up. Maybe it was the work of the, the religious sisters uh, and, and maybe we had the, the blessing to, to go to a Catholic school and, and watch them in their, in their service and their goodness. Maybe it was simply a, a person who proclaimed the gospel with their life uh, somehow. And, and we saw that and said, I want some of that. That, my friends, is exactly what Jesus is talking about when he says, listen, if I testify on my behalf, if I say, here's who I am, this is what I'm doing, you're not going to believe me. And then I'm doing it on my behalf anyway. He says, my works are testifying on my behalf, don't they? Don't they? Don't they say something? How we live, doesn't that say something about what's going on within us, in our hearts and in our minds? And if on our less fearless days, or on our, excuse me, our more fearless days, on our more fearless days, when we take a look at our, our actions, um, are we able to reconcile those with what's happening within us for, for better and worse? Because, my friends, if indeed we are connected to the same Father that Jesus is inviting us to be connected to, that's going to manifest itself. Not every moment of every day. We know that. Because life just happens. Um... But it's, others should be able to, I hope would be able to, look at us and say, I know more about God somehow because I know you. Now, they may not say it in those words. In fact, my bet is they would never say it in those words. But I think they'd, that that's really what's going on at a deeper level. And maybe that's our children. Maybe that's our siblings. Maybe that's coworkers. Maybe that's it's people that see us every day. But are they able to see that something is different because of that? I love that that image. Two other things I'll say quickly, and then I'll get out of here. Uh, I love that image where Jesus says, and he says it a number of times. I do not accept human testimony. You know, brothers and sisters, I I was thinking about this this morning. I I didn't even uh, connect it to the gospel when I was thinking about it. You know, so often people will compliment us. And this is true of me. Maybe it's not true of you. But again, I think it's true of human nature. So often people will compliment us and, and we think, ah, oh, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. But so quickly I forget those compliments or I, I let them bounce off me. But if somebody were to criticize me, I hold on to that. And, and I, I may remember that if not weeks later, years later. Why is that? I think at some level, it's, I don't know if it's insecurity, if it's shame, if it's at some level I think that they're right and, and they've named me and all this other stuff is masks that I put on and so when they compliment me, they, they really don't know me. You know, and that, and that may say more about me than it says about you. But does that say something about a human condition? And Jesus says, I don't accept human testimony. Gosh, in that gospel, if it was not this last week, I think it was two weeks ago, where it said Jesus didn't, you know, trust human nature. He knew it too well. Oh, I love that, that image. That he didn't, he didn't seek out who he was 
based on human testimony. Oh, Jesus, you're the son of God because you did this, this healing. He didn't, or, or, or you're, you're a, a heretic because you, you make yourself equal to God. Neither of those found root within him. Why? Because he knew who he was. He knew he was the beloved one. I think, again, we would do well to know who we are and not look to the outside to, to have these things reflected on us as to who we are. I think the more we know who we are, I think those signs, they come forward, don't they? And, and don't they testify on our behalf of who and whose we are? Last thing I'll say, I love this line um, at the end of the first paragraph. It's, it's about halfway in. When he's talking about who testifies on his behalf that his works do, and, and he has one greater than John the Baptist, his father, of course, uh, is testifying on behalf. He says, but you, uh, talking to the Jewish leadership, but you do not want, want to come to me to have life. But you do not want to come to me to have life. Boy, isn't that true? Isn't that true of us at some level too? Why, my friends? And, and this is a question, again, I, I, I'm sharing me with you, but I, I, think, I, I think you'll find some of, of you and me. I, I, just this morning, I was so grateful to God. I'm like, God, you know, you've, you've allowed me to marry my best friend and walk through life with her. Uh, and I'm so proud of my children, and I, and I couldn't love them more. And you place me in a location which I love. And you give me a vocation. You give me a career that I love doing. I get paid to minister. And, and, I, and I grew up in a, in a safe and, and functional home. And I, and I am rooted in family and all this. Yet why don't I feel content? Why do I keep looking for more somewhere? What is going on within me that I feel I need more, desire more, and that life is out there somewhere more, rather than seeing this and saying it is enough and being content with what is and knowing that life only comes from one place, and that is, is our God. And that doesn't mean it doesn't come from Renee or my children or my, my career or all those other things. I think that's how God loves me in the midst of that. And why don't I say, God, thank you for, Renee, thank you for my career. Thank you for my children. Thank you for where you've placed me. Because that is you loving me in the midst of it. What is going on within us that we... we we don't seek life in, in Christ. It's always more. It's always elusive. It's always out there. And the next thing that I have to purchase or the next experience I have to partake in, are we able to come to Christ for life? Or are we, like the angels speaking to Mary at the tomb, why do you search for the living among the dead? I think... A ponderance for us today, certainly for me, is, is how can we be content in the life that we have been given and say, thank you, Lord, it is enough. It is enough. Let's pray. Uh, again, just let's bring to, to mind all these things maybe that I've just talked about. Um, that we can find life in, in Christ right where we are, right where we are, not more. Uh, let's bring our intentions and place them in the arms of our Blessed Mother. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 
the uh, fourth joyful mystery, the presentation of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, thanks for being part of this uh, anniversary celebration today and uh, breaking open God's Word together with me. May you and I both be blessed because of it. And uh, have a marvelous day. And we'll see you one more time tomorrow.